TC Tires World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 11th of December. Thanks to Paul Brophy for an excellent edition of Kilkenny Today and the Kilkenny Today show will run between 5 and 6 for the rest of the week. So stay tuned to see what's going on in Kilkenny. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking ahead to the senior Camogie All-Ireland final where Dixborough Treasurer J- Jason Dempsey will be joining us on the line shortly. We'll, we'll also be talk, looking ahead to O'Loughlin Gales All-Ireland semi-final clash with Cush and Dahl with Andy Comfort and I'll be running down through all the handball news. <coughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line on 086-353-7782 and that's a Clune Tech company or you can phone us in on 56 or you can also message us on WhatsApp on 87 887. Now we're delighted to be joined on the line by Jason Dempsey. Good evening, Jason. Hi, Kieran. How's it going? Not too bad, Jason. How's um, all in the Dixborough Club heading for Crow Park on Sunday? The excitement must be building at this stage. Absolutely, Kieran. It's a it's a fantastic feeling amongst the club, and it has been for the last week or so to realise that we're heading for Crow Park with this amazing bunch of uh, players. You know the. The, the the club are all behind them. Um, there's a massive amount of support coming through, and we're seeing it there. We we put on a, 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 an offer to bring buses up next Sunday, and we're into our six supporters bus here on with six days to go. So we're uh, we could be looking for bus drivers at this stage. So if, if you have a license, to let us know. You know. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a, that's brilliant to hear, um, Jess. Especially you know the the time of the year and all that as well, and the five fifteen start. But it's brilliant to see all the buses being sold out and obviously there'll be more people going up in supporters' cars as well. Yeah, I'm sure it will, Kieran. Um Look, I mean, 5.15 Sunday even mightn't be the best time, but I don't think that really matters to many of the people in the borough. I mean, we're, we're, we're there to support the guards regardless of what time it's on at and I'm sure there will be a massive support uh, from the parishes there come Sunday evening. I've no doubt about that. So, um, we don't mind. We're not complaining too much, Kieran. It's not too often you get to go with your club to uh, headquarters and we're certainly going to relish the opportunity. No, most definitely. And um, you said there, Jason, just the whole club is behind uh, the girls and has been all year. And I know at the moment there's a couple of sponsorship options there for people to get in behind the the girls and support financially. Obviously, there's a cost and all going to Crow Park and there's a couple of things ongoing at the moment. Yeah, Kieran, I suppose there is... Um you know, there is a, a fundraising app there. Anyone wants to become All-Ireland uh, Match Day supporters will give some recognition to their businesses uh, or to uh, people in, in, in their personal capacity if they wanted to, to donate uh, to support the girls in their endeavours. That would be very much appreciated. But there already has been a, a, a massive response from our membership on that front and we're very, very grateful to everyone who's put their hand in their pocket, not just this time but all year long and, and every time anyone does that for the club. It's, it's really, really... Uh, appreciated and put to good use and you know I suppose there should be nothing lacking for any of these girls and, and for this team and management and, and certainly the club and the committee and all of the members are right behind them and there won't be anything left uh, unturned or, or, or undone for them uh, in their preparations for the next week. They fully deserve everything to get. Yeah no absolutely Jason and um, like you said to have a team in Crow Park I know it's 2006 the last Kilkenny club team uh, was Freshford were in the final and they, they won that occasion as well but there hasn't been a Kilkenny club team in the in the All-Ireland uh, ladies final since since 2006 so not only for Dixborough but it's a huge occasion for all Kilkenny Camogie as well Yeah I think we've seen that there up in Ashburn Kieran when we uh 
seen some neutrals up there and people looking at the game and even um, um, you know the coverage that went out across. I think there is a lot of um, um, outpouring of uh, congratulations amongst the GA community in Kilkenny. And uh, look, we're we're just extremely proud to to be from Dixborough and to share share this experience and journey with this brilliant team. I mean, it's it's obvious, Kieran, that they have they have the hurling skills, you know. But there's something really special about them this year. The resilience that they've shown all year in their uh, county semi-final and the, the the Leinster semi-final and final and again in the All-Ireland semi-final it's just been a real joy to watch on the sidelines Kieran. they haven't panicked they've stuck to what they, they know and they've got over the line on every occasion um, so it's a real real strong unity amongst that team and, and the management and there seems to be something very special about them we're just hoping they'll go one, one extra step come Sunday evening and give us all an early Christmas present yeah, it'll be brilliant, Jason, for for everyone involved. And Jason, the, there's huge work being done out in Dixborough. You know, like there's at, for all ages for both boys and girls. You know, I think you know it's it's easy for people to say that you know the city teams have the pick and all that. But without the volunteers out in these clubs and you know chipping in with all the underage teams, like the, the likes of these girls wouldn't have come through. And huge effort has to go to all the the volunteers in, in Dixborough as well. Yeah, I suppose, Kieran, not, not too unlike our other city neighbours, we're, we're a big club, you know, we're over a thousand members, and uh, I think at last count there could have been about 150-odd mentors involved across both codes, supporting all of the younger generations coming up through it. So it is a, it is a big engine, all right, and we, we, I suppose ourselves in the committee, we want to ensure that we do everything to the best of our ability, um, and really, I think, with the, with the girls achieving what they have achieved, and heading for Crow Park, like that's the ambition of the club. We really want to be uh, at this table year in, year out, and uh, it's setting the bar. Uh, we've achieved that bar now in getting to the to the final stages of the All Ireland Club Finals, and really, it's something that we're we're thrilled about and and really really happy. But it does. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of minding, and a lot of um, a lot of volunteers and by 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 members and mentors and, and and all of the members across the club. But look, I don't think anyone involved wouldn't do it because. Uh, you know, we all do because we enjoy it. Is what I mean. That you know, it's something that is our passion. It's our hobby, and uh, we get so much reward from it as well. Uh, and none less than than uh, being a big part and trying to help uh, these these girls achieve all Ireland glory come Sunday. So, look, it's a pleasure to be involved out there in Dixborough, and I'm sure um, all of uh, the extended committee would say the same, Kieran. And um, it's a real, real pleasure to be involved in such a successful team as well. Yeah, no, no, most definitely, Jason. And um, I know, like you're even yourself, Jason. You're the manager of the the under sixteen girls team this year. You know, unlucky to lose in the semi final, but still, you know, like you said, up at the top table in Ryan A last year, beaten in the in the county final as well. You know, like there's 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 huge efforts being being on in the underage in the club, and you know, like you said, it's so important to have those role models. Then, like the the team that's out in Dixborough yeah. at the moment, and the girl, the young girls yeah, can look up yeah. to all those girls now on that team Absolutely Kieran. I mean I, I suppose it's not lost on this senior team that they are inspiring the next generations of players coming through uh, and I know that from talking to them that's like and even being in their presence at some of the celebrations this year like they they often spend more time talking to the younger generation at these celebrations than they do in their own company uh, celebrating so it's it's really really great to witness that that they all are uh, very knowledgeable and acknowledge the fact that they are uh, the role models and the ambassadors for the club and even we were very fortunate this year with under 16 to have um, Aoife Prendergast involved with us and Aoife had a very very busy season with her involvement in, in the Kilkenny setup and also with her senior setup but she was there on the sidelines with us 
as much as you possibly could be and it's fantastic to see the response that uh, Aoife gets from the from the younger girls and, and it really is just a, a inspirational to have someone like her around uh, the younger generation coming through so um, and, and not unlike Aoife the rest of the, the panellists uh, on the senior team are, are involved as well in various parts around the club and I'm sure that's something that they will continue to do because you know it's something that they enjoy and they enjoy giving back and it's a real measure of the of the character of these cars as well so it's a, it's a privilege for for all of them to be um to be involved with the younger teams as well so fair play to them yeah like you said Jason it, it, it's brilliant to see you know and look everyone like it's hard for people to give back but it's brilliant to see the likes of you know Aoife like you said with the busy schedule with Kilkenny and all that and still making time for, for our club and helping out with the young girls so it's, it's brilliant to see um, Jason we won't uh, delay any longer but thanks a million for taking the time this, this evening to join us on the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games it's greatly appreciated and um, from us all here on the TC Towers World of Gaelic Games team wish uh, Dixborough all the best in the final and we'll be up there on Sunday roaring all the girls on Super Kieran. I suppose I'd just like to personally wish all the girls and the management team the best of luck on behalf of myself and the executive committee um, it's a huge week for the club uh, but particularly it's a huge week for the players and the players families so I'd just like to wish all the players' families all the best in the preparation this week. Hopefully they can keep the, the emotions uh, at bay until Sunday and we'll all celebrate together out in Palmerstown come next uh, Sunday night. And Kieran, just to thank you and all of the guys in, in KCR there for the fantastic coverage you give of uh, GEA locally. Uh, it's really, really appreciated and um, we just want to say thanks, thanks a million for all that. So best of luck and thanks again. No, thanks a million for those kind words, Jason. And like you said, hopefully we'll be talking next Monday night about the success of the Dixborough girls bringing back that title to Kilkenny for the first time since 2006. Thanks a million, Jason, and we'll talk to you soon. So now, Kieran, thanks. Thank you. And that was Jason Dempsey, the treasurer of Dixborough, joining us this evening. And uh, brilliant to have Jason on with us this evening, especially ahead of the All-Ireland final on Sunday and getting his thoughts on the final as well and all the work that's been done. Aoife Lanigan, um over Mike Five to yourself there um, on the Camogie front any news for us? Uh, well at the weekend there was uh, two minor um, county finals uh, minor C county final Ballyhale and the Roar um, the Roar still uh, using Greg Namana as their home pitch um, Ballyhale coming out uh, winners there 2-6 to 1-5 and then the minor D county final Tullerher against Erin's own Nave Breed and Tullerher winning 5-8 to 2-4 and then the under-21 slash under-22 had some of their semi-finals or quarter-finals. Um, under-22 A semi-final, Thomastown having a good win there against St. Bridges. It's great to see that the, the younger players are coming up again in Thomastown, that they'll have players to uh, continue on onto the senior team. Uh, then in the under-22 D quarter-final, Tullerone having a good win against Bennett's Bridge. And also then Carrick Shock having a good win against Mullinavas and the under 22 B quarter final All Auckland's having a good win against Conaghy and how are you finding getting pitches for all the matches these days with the weather and well one of them it took until I think Friday morning to get one of the games because they weren't sure where they were going to um, like with the weather at the moment it, it's very hard to get any pitch like you're kind of saying like it's second second week weekend in, in December you're kind of saying like it's unfortunate that we are playing games at that time of the year but like it's just uh, what's left now I think is, is the minor A which more likely I think will carry on probably until the first weekend or second weekend of of um, of January because I think Dixborough are in that, the other side that hasn't finished that side as well so yeah so I'm probably waiting to see what way Dixborough go so some of their girls will be on the, on the minor as well Anything else for us, Aoife? No, that's it. Um, 
just that we had Jason on there. What are your thoughts ahead of Sunday? The um, taking on Sarsfields? I was just talking to two lads outside there, yeah, asking what I thought my thoughts as well. Um, yeah, I'm. everyone says the Sarsfields are favourites. Of course they're favourites. They're going for a three in a row, but I think of what Dixborough have done since they kind of came back this year and saying like after losing last year's county final and there was only one thing on their mind and they were wanting to bring back the cup back to uh, Parmistown, which they did, and then... Um, went down into Leinster and having lost out in Leinster to Arlard two years ago um, they were adamant that they were going to go um, one further this year and they have against uh, St Vincent's and then performance against um, Gail Shamrocks then in Ashbourne two weeks ago fantastic performance um, unlucky at the beginning uh, as half time to be down by five pints but to come back and kind of uh, score like within you could say seven minutes they were level with them after Asha getting their goal and then continuing just at the end then getting her second goal like I I can I can see Dixborough doing it. I just think that I hear they're going up to up to Crow Park during the week to kind of suss out what Crow Park. Some of the girls have played in Crow Park as county players. Um, intermediate few years got senior as well. So like yeah, I I just think that once they can nullify the McGraths, I think there's another girl. I'm not sure, no Calhoun girl. I think her name is. Um, just nullify them out of it. And I think as we often say, that Jane Cass and Casey Bourne are one of the two best um, man marking defenders. I think if one of them goes on one of them grass, I think, and get the girls shooting, and we've seen well able to shoot from our field, and just continue on. Yeah, and like you said, there, you know, you're talking about the girls on the pitch, but also you have Lucinda Gann there now and Rose yeah. Kelly coming back into True, the equation. Yeah, it's great as well. to see Lucinda coming back last uh, last time that uh, she had been out with a serious hand injury, yeah, and it's great to see her back and like. When she came on at half time the last day, a lot of the players, they, like Eel, they, they were having re. Um, not against the girls that were playing before she came on, but kind of, they didn't know because, probably we're putting it, Lucinda's great player, but she's a little bit awkward in certain ways. She has a movement of moving on the pitch, and no one knows what way she's going to go. She could go left one minute, and all of a sudden just has a spin of a moment and goes turn right, and no one knows what way she's going to go. She just has this thing, and the experience of being there and um, captain then again for uh, the kind of COVID year as well for the county. So yeah, great, great players as you said, starting 15 and then the girls to come on and a great management team as well to kind of uh, get the girls going. Yeah, so look, plenty to look forward to and hopefully yeah. next Monday night we'll be talking be about the Yeah, exactly. So yeah, fingers crossed. Any other Camogie news for us, well, That's it. Brilliant. Thanks for that, Aoife. Um, just before we go to our break, we have two yearbooks to give away tonight. Um, we'll give you a question just after the break where we'll, we'll decide what we'll ask um, something to do with the games next weekend but uh, just stay tuned we'll have uh, two yearbooks to give away and um, we'll be talking to Andy Comfort as well TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back just before we go to Andy Comfort we have a question for you to win those two yearbooks well one person will be winning one and another will be winning the other but uh, who is your Lachlan Gales current manager and text us in there on 086-353-7782 and we'll be pulling out a name by the end of the show so get your entries in there and get your name into the hat now as always on the Monday we're delighted to be joined by Andy Comfort good evening Andy Evening, here on. How are we getting on? Not too bad. Um, and the all roads lead to Park Talshin on Sunday. Uh, half one throw in, and uh, we spoke to Jason Dempsey from Dixborough, but the excitement must be building over in Auckland as well. Oh yeah, very, very much so. Yeah, looking forward to the game now going up and uh, 
tough assignment away in Navan. Uh, like it's a big pitch, but sure. Listen, it's it's a case of just getting on with the game, getting on with the game now, and 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 the players know what's expected, and they're after hurling very well all the way along. So, like it's a tough assignment against these guys. They're not going to throw in the towel roll over unless the Lachlan's win. Everyone knows in hurling, like the people of Antrim, they love hurling and they're wired to the moon when it comes to hurling. So, listen, they're going to bring a tough challenge. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, you know, like the, the test that all Aucklands are after getting in the Leinster Championship, um, Andy, you know, against Nafina in the final as well, you know, that should stand and give uh, all Aucklands great confidence going into this All Ireland semi final, you know, and like you probably bring you back to, you know, the brilliant All Ireland semi finals you had yourselves, you know, against the likes of Newtown, Shandrum, and then 2011 uh, playing Lock Eel, you know, it's a, it's a brilliant occasion. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's down to four now, and um, like, listen, uh, as we said already, these are uh, they're a tough assignment, and I, and and possibly you can probably get a little bit complacent, even though I don't think the lads will let them, the management let them get complacent. But you have it kind of always in the back of your head, Kieran. Well, we're playing the weaker of the, you know, the three teams that are left in it, so it's a bad way to go about it. Like these are going to be very, very tough, and. Um, like only a few years ago the best Sarsfield like I know we're going back six sixteen, I think it was the best Sarsfield from Galway in, in an All Ireland semi final. So listen, to have back farm, even though it was a good few years ago, a lot of them players would have played in it. So if 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 anything it, it, it's a kind of a warning sign uh, that it could be tricky. So how do you get over there? I suppose they're gonna have to Put pace to the put pace to the race and and get out early and get get uh, get a few scores early on the board to settle them down. But going back like on all Lachlan's back farm, like they seem to be, you know, playing well for periods of the game. Then they die over a little bit, but it's going to take a full sixty-five minutes, you know, to win this one. And um, I'm sure the management will be on to the players and telling them all about it, what's required. Uh, but definitely it's a tricky assignment Navin I suppose will play at our strengths it's a big pitch you know plenty of width to it so like it won't be a tight pitch like Parnell Park you know it's a good it's a good pitch so listen it's all positive and uh, everyone in the parish is looking forward to it everyone is talking about it and uh, like it's a great build up to, 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 to the match with Christmas around the corner and uh, great carrot at the end of it clear on for the for, for, for a Lachlan's if they can get over this one you know in the final and we'll take that one then when any day of the week you take a, 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 getting into an All-Ireland club final so listen there's big stakes big uh, there's a lot at stake and um, the players know it, the management know it, everyone in the club knows it. And, and even speaking to lads around the shop, around around the, the parish there, they know that this, they don't want to take this team uh, for granted. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I suppose that's where the bit of experience comes in as well, you know. And after being there twice before, you know, getting getting over two from two in those semi-finals and, you know, to make it three from three would be brilliant. But I suppose the experience of the management team as well, that's where this will come, come into yeah, play a big ah, time without, as well. Without, yeah, yeah, Hoggy said it there, you know, he was disappointed, shocking disappointed when, the, when we lost it, like, in, in the All-Ireland Club final. But listen... There's a small little chance there. It'll be a bigger chance if we can get over Sunday. Sunday. So uh, that experience of being in the final, being in a couple of semi-finals, it'll stand to the players. 
I'm sure the lads will know, you know, listen, you only get one little shot at this every now and again and it'll be all back to the white line again last next year, you like with all the lads in Kilkenny trying to go with Kilkenny. So you get your chance, you have to take it. And um I'm sure the players will be aware of it as well. You get one little chance, we have a little chance on, on, on Sunday, you know, get into it get into it early and like even going back to the Leinster final, like there was a period there where you would have said when when, when Nafina got the goal, it was looking like oh the alarm bells are ringing here. Just that was a it was nearly a six pointer, you know, that shook the place and to they show great character to get the next score, take the bad look off the goal and settled into the game again, you know. So it was it was great character to 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 withstand that pressure that Nafina put on them and and that'll stand to the team as well uh, on Sunday because like uh, reading down through the results in Ulster reading down through the results in the county final in Antrim you know they're a team that don't give up and they bring everything to the table and they're not going to throw in the towel at all and let Lachlan roll over them it's going to be tough but I think that little phase of play in, in the Leinster final will stand to the lads and it was a big um, character building of the team, you know, to withstand that pressure and go on and win the match. So I'd be hoping of uh, a repeat of that, and definitely it's going to be. Uh, 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 but there's not nothing going to be given easily here Sunday. They're going to be physical. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tight. They're going to be everything that an Ulster team brings to the table. But I just think if they can replicate what that performance in the Leinster final, it could be hard to beat. Yeah, no, most definitely. And Andy, is there any injury concerns for Lachlan's heading into the game, or are the lads picking from a full panel? I think everyone is grand. Yeah, I think from what we're hearing anyway, there's no injuries and it's quite kept low key. So listen, I'd say, I'd say we, they'll have their full complement of players, you know. So um, it's great to see Luke Hogan coming on there as well and, and giving a, a, a very good performance the last day is another option. So, listen, it's going to take 18, 19, 20 players and um, to, to, for, for any good team, you know yourself, Nicky as well, I'd know if you're going to win anything at Hurling, you have to have a, a great panel and you have to be able to introduce subs and anything can go wrong in the first 15 minutes of this game. Some like could go down with an injury. Anything can happen. So, it's great to be like you'll be so many so many times you'll be picking from 13 and you're trying to make up the last two players we're we're in a great position now where we have four or five subs that we can bring on and you know they're strengthening up the team and, and bring on the performance when they come on and that's exactly what these what the lads are doing uh, Conor Kelly and Luke Hogan when they come on they're up in the performance and they're they're up in the returns so listen, it's a great position to be in, and as far as they know, anyway, Kieran, I think they're picking from the full team, full panel. So it's all positive. Yeah, that's what you like to hear, especially Andy coming into the bit. Well, the All Ireland semi final that said uh, the the chance to get back to Crow Park, and um, I suppose Andy just a uh, huge crowd. Obviously expected to travel from O'Loughlin's massive crowd in in Crow Park and then massive crowd in Tullamore the the previous day as well. So and down in yeah, the Collins. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great, great bus loads leaving and uh, lads going up in cars and and uh, everyone wants to be up there. So listen, they'd be expecting a great crowd up there and it's great to see everyone from all the parish up there and supporting the team. It was great there when they went, as I said, when the goal went in and they got the next score. It was a brilliant roar and. 
and um, let's hope now Sunday we can get the rubber to green and get over this uh, obstacle now the next obstacle no, absolutely, Andy. And I suppose if if you did get over it, Andy, you know, like you you could kind of plot and plan then see who comes over the other semi final. Would you be leaning towards a Ballygunner victory in the other side, or do you think St Thomas will really put it up to him? Yes, that's going to be a very interesting game. Like uh, back farm with, with, with St Thomas's, like two years ago, three years ago. Sorry, possibly. Um, they could should have beaten Bally Hale. I know Bally Hale went on and were beaten by a single solitary score in the All Ireland final, but I think St Thomas's were the better day, better team in Turles that day. I don't know whether you can recollect the match here on there was the semi final in Turles yeah. and 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 I think they missed the penalty, uh, didn't they? It was uh, a debated free, and the goalkeeper remonstrated with the w- with the referee, and he brought it in from uh, maybe being 15, 10, 15 metres in from the sideline. He brought it into more or less in line with one of the posts, and TJ put it down and buried it, and they were beaten by a pint. So, listen, they have back farm Thomas's, and uh, they have a great record in Galway. Like they're not, they have a sprinkling of county players. So that's going to be a very tight match. I don't think like Bally Gunner are going to walk over St Thomas's either. I think that is potentially to be potential to be a brilliant game as well. So like you couldn't really say either one of them. I like I know their Bally Gunner will be favourites just on what they've done and, and fair bless them. They have achieved an awful lot, but. St Thomas's are lurking there and will will enjoy the the underdog tag. Are going up there with no expectations, taking on a red hot Ballygunner team. And they often seen Galway teams down through the years when there's not much expected of them, they can come out and sting you. So listen, I don't think it's a, it's a penalty kick for for Ballygunner. They're going to get it put up to them in a big way. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree, and hopefully, look, it'll make for two brilliant semi-finals, Andy, and look, as long as, I suppose, all Auckland's get through the other one, we don't mind who gets through the other one, you know, we'll, we'll, oh, we'll do it without you, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, any yeah, representation yeah. in the final, anyway. Great, yeah, yeah, oh, fantastic, yeah, and well done to Thomas Town and, and Tullerhurt the weekend, lesson. it's great to have them, you know, in the same position, and all these little fragments and little pieces of a jigsaw, a bigger picture, you know. The bigger picture is the Kilkenny team and the Kilkenny senior and Kilkenny hurling as a whole. And I suppose all these little pieces that are coming together now with Loxlands and Tuller and Thomastown add to you know add to the to the the season that's coming up and great things. Please God, will happen. Yeah, no, definitely, Andy, and hopefully we'll be talking about uh, three Kilkenny teams in all Ireland finals as well as the Dixborough Camogie team as well. So, as always, Andy, yes, thanks. thanks fantastic, yeah. Yeah, no, thanks a million for, for joining us this evening. It's always brilliant to have your opinion and the best of luck to everyone in all Auckland Gales and uh, safe travelling up to Park Talish and Navin no. on Sunday. And we'll talk to you next Monday and hopefully in all Auckland Gales victory. Yeah. Alright, so, okay. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks Andy. a lot. Yeah, no, right. Thanks, Thank Andy. And that was Andy Comfort. Um, Eamon and Nicky, what are your thoughts on the All-Ireland semi-finals? Well, I, I didn't see the Lachlan's match the last day because I was up at um, the Borough match and I had to get back down then for a James Stevens function so I was only listening to bits of it on the radio. Look, by all accounts it was tight and they were looking it could have gone either way and uh, look at it, it's probably irrelevant but if Donald Burke hadn't been playing it might have been that much harder. The reality is that the half-back line scored seven points from play. The forwards, I think, scores three points from play. Yeah, and then one from Luke Hogan. Then is the Sobia. Now that won't work on the, the, the weekend on Sunday next. 
the cushion doll will be uh, will be okay this time of the year they, they tend to play okay the one thing about it is um, I think Niall McManus plays for them and he's a pretty good decent forward now mm. he's often been picked at centre forward I think one of the day, the problems with the, the last day was that the um, the, the Fianna gave Paddy Deegan the kind of the freedom in the Croke Park and allowed him to move wherever he wanted to so I mean I'm quite sure that won't be lost on Cushion Doll that they will need to make sure that he doesn't get the same amount of latitude in Croke Park that um, he was given the last day again the Fianna but ultimately it's going to be down to the forwards having to deliver more and they're capable of winning this match alright we won't even think about a final it's irrelevant at this stage Exactly. Yeah. but I do think that uh, they're going to have to step up their performance and they're going to have to get more out of the attack if they're to win on Sunday and uh, go, for, go to the final in January yeah no definitely thanks Nicky Evan what's your thoughts on it? yeah you'd be looking forward to it and I suppose the way the semi-finals kind of went you know to be a uh well, probably 60-40 maybe in, in Shamrock's favour, or sorry, in Lachlan's favour, I should say, going into the game, you know, against Cushion Dahl, if, if they come up against St. Thomas's or, or Ballygunner, you know, they, they would have probably maybe went in as underdogs. So, I, I think, it, like, like what Nicky said, they'll need to get more scores out of the forwards from play, um, but I suppose, kind of, a, it's a trend all year that the way all Lachlan's kind of do it, the, the two boys, the wing-backs and their half-back line, do get the majority of their scores coming from from deep and, and being able to push up but um, like Nicky said there Neil McManus and you know Sambo and the whole lot and Cushion Dahl like there's plenty of uh, hurling history and heritage up there as well so it should be a good game on um, Sunday I'm looking forward to it now you know Yeah and I suppose Eamon like you said it's the chance for all Aucklands to get back into a club holler and final you know 2011 they beat Lockheed in the semi-final and lost out heavily enough to Claren Bridge in the final but you know this team they're on some run of momentum there now and you know they'd be very eager to keep that going and you know get back to Crow Park Yeah and I suppose having Mark Berrigan and Stephen Murphy who would have played in the last campaign that they got to the All-Ireland against um, Claren Bridge at that time you know it was a long long time ago but the boys were coming onto the scene at that stage and to have that experience is massive and you know looking back at that Claren Bridge team like it was, that was Michal who that was his team and you know the great McNolan was over all Auckland so there's, there's an awful lot of um, so you know time moves on and all Auckland you know if they got to an All-Ireland like they, 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 you know they, to be good for the club and, and the parish down there you know what I mean and to be great for them maybe down the line if, if they do get over Sunday to maybe add that to their their collection of trophies but that's down down the line you know what I mean yeah. but um, so, Sunday first Sunday first you know and yeah the games look forward to yeah no definitely right we'll take our second break <coughs> uh, Janus after where we'll be talking to Sean Barn from the victorious Wingat team that won the junior all Ireland in Crow Park and if you're just joining us we have a competition tonight where we're giving away two yearbooks just text in who is the current manager of the Old Auckland Gales team and text it in to 086-353-7782 and that's our taxbox.com line or you can message us in on WhatsApp either on 087-4011-887 and we'll announce the winner's name and has the hat turning there at the moment so we'll be pulling two names out of the hat and if you want to get your name in text us in there now and we'll announce the two winners before the end of the show. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back, just shy of a quarter to seven. We're delighted to be joined on the line by Sean Barron. Good evening, Sean. Well, John. Sean, you were part of the Wine Gap team that won the junior team of four all Ireland just in Crow Park. Um, a brilliant occasion for everyone involved. Yeah, we had a great weekend there. We had a great day yesterday up in Crow Park there. Nice win for the club. 
Yeah, and yourself, you were in, in the last singles. Uh, Jack Dial went in the first singles, then Connor Dial and Emmett Landy in the doubles, and you went in then. You were uh, nace up going into the last, and the pressure was on Sean to deliver, and you duly obliged winning the first game 15 0. Yeah, Jack had a great game there in the first game, very hard fought game there in the singles. So I think we were two aces down coming out with that, and then. Connor and Emmett then went in the doubles and they had a great performance there as well. And then after that, then it was uh, we were one ace up going into the last game, which I was saying in the singles there. And um, had it all to do then because I knew like it was win or lose. Then it was it was all depending on that game, so I just had to go in and perform and luckily came out with the win. Yeah, and going into the the last game, like you said, there was, it was a brilliant game to watch, Sean. It, it was great that uh, GA Handball actually live-streamed it from Crow Park. It was great watching it yesterday evening. But um, what were your thoughts going in? Did you feel the pressure or were, were you nervous or what way were you? Uh, yeah, I was a bit nervous. I, just, I made sure to go up and do a good warm-up in the other rally before I was on. So I was well warmed up coming into it. Like I was ready to go. I, I knew what I had to do, so I just I was a bit nervous when I went into it, but I just put the head down and just kind of took every point as it was, kind of just not taking anything for granted and just made sure we got every ace on the board. Yeah, and just in terms of your opponent, um, Sean, I, knew, I noticed you were giving him the three-wall serve. Did it, did you plan on doing that going in? Like, was it something you spoke about, maybe that these lads play a lot of one-wall, so maybe the three-wall serve wouldn't suit them the best, or what did you think? Yeah, it wasn't really now. I just kind of went in and uh, my first serve I hit short, so my kind of second serve I usually go to play safe is a three-wall serve and I gave him that and he didn't really get a, a great return on it, so I kind of stuck with that then for the next few serves and it was working well for me, so I kind of stuck with it and that's that kind of gave me a good start to the game then and kind of got the upper hand on him from, from using that and just kind of continued using that three-wall serve and it was just working well for me throughout the game, so yeah, maybe he wasn't used to from the from all the one-wall they play up there. Maybe that's a, a reason why it wasn't work why he couldn't really get them back. But, uh, no, it did. It worked, it worked very well for me now. Yeah, and I suppose, um, just for our listeners, Sean, you, the, the final was in the show court up in Crow Park. Um, to, so it's, it's basically two glass side walls and a glass back wall. And how did you find playing in that court? I actually like that court now. I was I was playing the, the college handball up in Crow Park last weekend as well. So I had two games in that show court last weekend, which definitely was a big help to me because walking in there for the first time, it's a bit daunting it's very different like to any other course you played in before like it, it definitely does take a bit of getting used to so definitely playing that college handball up there last weekend definitely stood to me there there yesterday um, I know probably the rest of the lads hadn't played any games in there which maybe did take them a, it definitely would take a, a game or a half game to get, to get used to anyway but uh, I actually like it now yeah it's a, it's a nice court to play in it's, it's fast and the ball, I think the ball comes off the glass side walls nicely yeah, and for for our listeners uh, listening, Sean, is it hard to to see it? Like, or with the I know it can be quite dark yeah. looking out and the colour of the blue ball. Then, but you found it okay. Yeah, sometimes now when the ball kind of comes straight off the that side wall, you might lose it for a second. But uh, I didn't find it too bad. Now I know it's, it's different for everyone, but uh, you definitely could lose it there for a second or so just when it's coming off the side wall. But you kind of you get you get focus in, and then again you get your shot. Yeah, no, definitely, and um, I suppose for yourself then, Sean, uh, you had a brilliant year, you know, in the 6 by 30 you won the, the 6 by 30 under-21 title with um, with Jack Dial, you know, and now another success here with, with Wayne Gap, it's, it's, and I suppose it's brilliant for our listeners as well, just that, you know, to be able to have four lads to be able to play on the junior team can be quite hard, some lads might be junior B, other lads might be intermediate, but to have the four E to be able to play together must have been brilliant as well. 
Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, we just got on strong fold there probably a few months ago, just kind of try to get a team together and just talented lads. And, like we knew we'd have a good team there. There was they're all strong junior players and myself, Jack, Connor, Emmett, and then Sir Eamon Hawes. I up there as well. He's they're all strong, capable junior players. So just got in contact with John Foley and put the team together and we said we'd give it a good shot and we did. Yeah, and what's, what's next for you then, Sean? I know you're you're busy with exams at the moment, so um, obviously yesterday you had to concentrate on the handball, but back to the books now and then on to the Leinster yeah, Championship, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I'll, I'll play the under-21 Championship this year, so I'll try to give that a good shot. I know it's, it's a tough grade, but I'll definitely that's what I'll be training for next now and try to give that a good go and see how we can go on that. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, from everyone here in the station, Sean, thanks a million for taking the time this evening. Like I said, I know it's a busy time for you with your exams and all that up in UCD, so we won't take too much more of your time. But uh, thanks a million for joining us and congratulations yeah, for, to yourself. Thanks for having me on there, Sean. Thanks for the show there, for promoting handball every week. Thanks for, thanks for it. Thanks for that. No problem, Sean. And best of luck with the exams and best of luck in the, in the Under-21 Championship after Christmas. Yeah, thanks, thanks much, Sean. Sean. And that was uh, Sean Barron joining us there from the Wine Gap Club, Victoria's yesterday up in Crow Park. And uh, Nicky, it's brilliant to see handball back up in Crow Park and special memories for the lads made there yesterday oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, Kieran, it's been, it's been very slow to get there now. We all know the history of the whole place. But at least now it appears that there's plenty of action up there and uh, that's not before its time. It's grand to be able to go up there. I look at, I know at times it's obviously not, it can be a bit awkward if you're driving up there at certain times with traffic and all that. But look, at, to get played, for the handballers playing in the new Croke Park Stadium is akin to what O'Loughlin's and Dixborough will do at the weekend and out in the field, you know. So that's why it's important and then hopefully it'll... Uh, It'll be encouraging for people who get to, get to play there, particularly the younger people, to keep at it and, and aim, aim for the top. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, Nicky, special days out, you know, that's where you want to win your oh, all yeah, absolutely. And just another handball news then, also the senior final uh, team of four was played yesterday and the clock team of um, Shane Dunn, Brian Mann, Parik Cooney and Billy O'Neill were in hard luck. They lost out to a very strong um, Liz Carroll team from Cork. The Shane and Daniel Relihan's game was an absolutely brilliant game. Daniel Relihan, they um, lost the senior doubles last year, but Shane got stuck into him, and uh, he won the first fifteen six. But then Daniel Relihan came back and he won the second fifteen uh, seven. So Shane had a two ace lead then going into the doubles, where it was a brilliant game between Brian Mann, Parry Cooney against Shane Hedigan and Garrod Healy, and that game went down to the wire. The clock pair and won the first. Um, but then credit to the Liz Carroll as they fought back then and they, they shared the spoil so uh, it came down to Billy O'Neill then the last singles and he was playing a strong player in Michael Hedigan who is one of the up and coming players and the reign I suppose hardball doubles champion with his partner Daniel Relihan and they betting the senior doubles last year in the 40 20 as well so um, Billy was up against it going in especially trying to make aces and Michael Hedigan won out that and eventually the lads lost out unfortunately 75 47 but a brilliant performance for the clock team and they're, they're all in the right age group to maybe come back next year and have another belt at it and, uh, but it was great watching last night and like I said uh, credit to GA handball all the games were live streamed throughout the day and it was a long day from early in the morning till yesterday evening it was about half nine when the games finished so the coverage was excellent and uh, brilliant like we said to have the handball back in Crow Park and well done to the Wine Gap Club uh, it's great to see a title coming back to them after the disappointment in the hurling as well this year. But uh, great for the four, five lads there, including Eamon Hall, who was a sub, to win that title. And another another five all-earned medals coming back to Kilkenny, which is always brilliant. Um, Eamon, 
the other semi-final on Saturday or on Sunday is um, Ballygunner and St. Thomas's. How do you see that one going? Yeah, well, sure, Bally. Saturday it is, Nicky. Uh, Ballygunner will be favourites. Um, Thomas has kind of been there before. I suppose, they, like, you know, in recent times they would have come up against Ballyhale and different things and 2013 is the time when they got the, the All-Ireland. Um, Denny Cal would have been involved with them at that time as well, but... Um, look at Ballygunner for Desi Hudson you know you go through it but it's a strange one with Ballygunner because it, it's not kind of transferring onto the county scene their success at club level um, and that like you know but you would expect them to come through now at the weekend yeah I suppose Nicky like if you're a Ballygunner club hurler you know you're, you're nearly guaranteed success every year with the with the panel of players to have and the pick and all that and the struggles of the other clubs within Watford you know it, it might be hard for say a Ballygunner player to go back and give to Watford you know when they know they're guaranteed that success with the club well if you take Barry Coughlin Philip Manny and Parik Manny I'm just mentioned three they've opted out of the Watford inter-county scene now for a little while and Stephen O'Keefe and Stephen O'Keefe exactly yeah well spotted Kieran. those four players would, would if they were still wanted to would be added to the Watford panel and they've opted out to go for the club and it's no accident that they're now winning club competitions now they won one on Ireland and they're in line they're the favourites to win this one uh, they'll get a stiff enough test on Saturday evening against Thomas of Galway now you don't know what sort of training Thomas are after doing because it's a while since they played the, Con- the, Con- the Galway final there's no Connacht Championship but I think uh, when you're looking at Ballygunner, I think you just can't look at Watford hurling. It is a different a different scene, as I said, I just mentioned. Those four guys will be four of the more prominent players on the uh, Ballygunner team for the rest of the Championship. And they won't be available to uh, Davy Fitzgerald when he comes to pick the Watford panel, which he probably has done at this stage. Uh, and that's just the way it is. Some players feel, and I'd say the man is probably feel, the, the Ford and Prosby feel, look, we have limited enough chance of winning something at centre county level. But we have a really good chance of winning something at club level. So let's make the most of it while we're, uh, where we're still able to. And that would appear to be the way it's working at the moment. Yes, and I suppose um, worrying times for Watford as well. Two more players up now the panel in, uh, news broke last week. Yes, two more gone again, you know, and uh, Austin Gleeson is, is not talking, I don't think, either for 2024. So that's an you know, it's, it's hard to replace those players, like, you know what I mean? And the Watford team that would have come through probably in getting to the All Ireland in 2017. You know, that team is kind of nearly broken up now and disbanded like and it, is, it doesn't mean long coming around like you think when they got to the All-Ireland in 2017 they might get to another one quick enough doesn't doesn't always work like that you know um, yeah, so it, it, it could be tough times ahead for, for David Fisher down there I think so maybe yeah. hard to know but if he might get a bounce this year but uh, they were disappointing last year on Watford standards for sure yeah yes um, Nicky just news broke today I suppose of the new GA increase the ticket prices for the Division 1 matches 18 up to 20 but I suppose the league finals are now going up to 30 euro as well season ticket is 140 and you can get 5 matches for 75 and 3 matches for 50 yeah I haven't seen uh, I was kind of tied up all day so I haven't seen that so I think it possibly is a, is a couple of years since there was any change in the prices if I'm if I'm correct me there I mean if I'm uh, it takes on it, yeah. it takes a few years yeah, so, it's actually sorry Nicky the season ticket before Covid was 150 Right. It's actually gone down to 10, which is good to see it in Hurland, but... Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I suppose a lot of stuff has gone up, and I mean, it's... Uh, it's uh, Generally speaking, generally speaking, it's still decent enough value, but for... Uh, when you get the package I'm talking about now, I think the packages are decent value. But at the individual level, if you're a person who just says, I'll buy them as on a game-per-game game basis, they, they, may be, they may be expensive on a game-per-game game basis, but not if you buy the package. Yeah, and I suppose, um, yeah, like we said, five matches for 75 and then three for 50 is working out, 
you know, it's decent enough value for, for the league games. You're saving yourself, I think it's 30 and, and then 20 if you yeah, go well for the three. Yeah, that's what I said. Buy yeah. the package if you, and, uh, and, and, and use them up, obviously. That's the, that's the secret to getting value out of it. It's the... Don't to get into it tonight, but it's the same principle with Diego. If you buy the, if you buy the package, it's not expensive. Leave aside the other issues with it, what games are on it, and technology and all that stuff. It's not a bad value if you um, provided you buy the package. And I suppose, Nicky, like people can't really give out maybe about the increase in prices when you see you know all, all that's coming on board now with the expenses maybe coming in for the Camogie players and like the money has to come from somewhere well there's a real problem here for the GA Kiran. I mean I've been reading in the paper the costs associated with running county teams now is scary well, it's, mm. it has been scary for a while and it's it's been it's been worse now we're, we'll be heading up to myself and Eamon are heading up to a Lachlan Gales uh, place after this um, after this programme and we'll have the convention at um, half seven or eight o'clock and uh, we'll see what can come up. But it is absolutely frightening. And if the costs are to be, are to, if the costs are to accommodate, then the expectations on the integration of all the two ladies codes, it's going to have a, it's going to be a huge, huge problem. I mean, it's it can't carry on at the scale at which it is. I mean, the costs associated now with intercounty teams is just gone off the it's gone off the Richter scale. It's it's not going to be possible to maintain that uh, because counties will not be able to keep it up. They have, in a number of counties that I've seen, they have done very well to increase their income and they're showing tidy profits and all that. But the reality of it is, is, is maintaining, maintaining, the costs are going to stay if they keep things going the way they are. Maintaining the income levels might be quite challenging. So I don't envy any of these people or officers at the moment in counties trying to run the show. It's tough going. Yeah, and even, I suppose, officers and clubs as well, I mean, it's, you know, trying to, is there any trees left out in Grey Valley Canal there to, to fundraise? I, I think there's one or two left, but I was just talking to another officer from another club at the weekend, Kieran, and even the price of a bus now, do you know, to go to a game, say, up the country a couple of years ago, maybe 150, 200 euros, probably gone up seven or seven or 800 plus you know, for the with the fuel and all the rest of it. So there's an awful lot of increases coming that the hidden cost people wouldn't see, you know. So it's like what Nicky said, they're going to keep going up. Yeah, no, just before we go, I mean, you have the, all the names in the hat in front of you there. That's right, sure. Around around there. If you pick two names, Aaron. The first one there, Aoife. Make sure you're talking to microphone five there. <laughs> as lucky as usual, uh, Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, brilliant. Well done, Jim. Uh, who else and Fiona Welsh. Fiona Welsh, brilliant. So, two yearbooks going to Jim and Fiona Welsh. And thanks to everyone who entered the, the draw tonight and uh, for your continued support of the show and the radio station as well. Right, that's where we leave it for tonight. Thanks to Aoife, Eamon, Nikki for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Andy, Jason Dempsey from the, the treasurer of the Dixborough Club, and then Sean Barron from the Victorious Wine Gap team for joining me on the phone and most of all thanks to you for listening at home and of course our sponsors TC Tires stay tuned after 7 for the best of country time with Martin Morris and until next Monday night good night and God bless we'll talk to you then TC Tires World of Gaelic Games